The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. And so everybody is 100% clear, it's, albeit official, the Mets are pond scum again. Yep. I mean, yeah. Hot take, well, Caleb. Hot take, yeah. buddy. Way to come in hard. I wasn't ready for such a, a hot one out of the gate. Well, it's but official, you- dude. It's official. Uh, we've had requests to bring the shirt back. You and I got to figure that out. Uh, we got to make that happen. We got to get the Mets or Ponscombe shirt back in circulation in St. Louis. These motherfuckers need to know their role in the National League. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll fall off eventually. But I think we should go through the games and kind of build up to that because I I think, you know, we had to set the scene a little bit for what transpired I, in game. I three. I get it and I agree, but I think people need to know right off the bat where we where we sit. I think it's obvious where we sit. I think okay. Um, the Mets are the same as they've always been. They are the little brother, and they have um, Napoleon syndrome. They've always had that, and they always will. And they're probably going to be a disaster by June. And is there any more uh, evidence needed than when your owner gets trolled on a fake tweet? Yeah, that was funny. He got trolled <laughs> by a parody account. He said, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Steve Cohen, what if... <laughs> Oh man, hey, hey, hey! I love that he spends money. It's good. He's good for baseball. Don't get me wrong. He's not. Don't get me wrong. Baseball. He's good well, for he baseball. is because I'm all He's for not. franchises spending money. We talked. Yeah, about but now that's only one of them. Doing it blindly. Well, there but, are more. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to game one. Let's go to game one, sure. and then we'll build up. Sure. There's been a, there was a lot of positives in game one. Maybe um, eight innings of good baseball. I'd say even like eight and two thirds of the game were good, but. Um, Miles Michaelis was fantastic again, like absolutely fantastic. And there's really no other way to put it. Um, I love the quote he had after the game where uh, I think it was Derek Gould said, what was it like, you know, matching a Max Scherzer out there with zeros? He said, actually, I threw up the first zero. So he was matching me. And I thought that was a great <laughs> answer to that question. Yeah. Healthy miles is, is like what we need, right? I mean, we've said it and, and there's no doubt that you and I have both been like questioning the contract that the Cardinals gave him. But there is no doubt that when he is healthy, he is has been a very effective pitcher for us here in St. Louis. And right now he's looking at a 1.2 ERA. I mean, an, you, a .9 whip. Like, what? I don't know what else you want from the guy right now. Unfortunately, he's only one and one and zero. Oh. He could probably be three and three and zero oh easily. Yeah, that first game he pitched it was obviously tough. Um, but other than that, since that game, like that was a really weird game. <laughs> you know, it's weird when Vogelbach is getting an infield single. But Correct. that was, I mean, he looked great. Like, great. He mixes his pitches well. You never know what's coming. It's kind of that Clayton Kershaw-esque type of pitching where it's like, I can throw any pitch any time and good luck. Yes. Because you're probably going to guess wrong. So, I thought, I thought he was great. Um, so, other positives in that game, Goldie looked really good. He had two hits, only two hits off max of the, of the night. And then, obviously, Tyler's two RBI single in the eighth, which, unfortunately, I wish wouldn't have happened because I got hope. But <laughs> – um, I thought the offense was horrible in that game. Awful. And well, you, the, guy, you face a guy like Max Scherzer, and you expect him to pitch well. But it does seem like at times when we face a good starting pitcher, it's almost like we are unaware that that starting pitcher does indeed give up runs in their life. It happens. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it. I mean, Max Scherzer's on on a roll, obviously, and he seems to get juiced up a little bit more, which deservedly so. I don't blame him one at all when he comes here to pitch in St. Louis. But you know, when you figure it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he scored a total of three runs. Like there was definitely a lot of question marks on the offense. Yeah, it's, it was a horrible approach. You have to pick one of the. You can't have half the guys trying to get his pitch count up and half the guys trying to be aggressive because then it negates the guys getting his pitch count up. So if yeah. you're going to uh, take the route of Scherzer's going to be good tonight because he always is, we have to get him out of the game, then be cohesive. Like, well, I as a hitter, as a hitter, what, like, what would you appreciate the approach to be? Uh, if you're going up against, and obviously recent, recently, right, it's obviously just between you and I, we didn't play it anywhere near this, this level. However, I mean, you were facing some pretty doggone good pitchers for a really good stretch there. Um, I, th- I think when you're facing a guy like Max Scherzer, he's not going to let you get his pitch count up. He just won't. He's not going to throw balls out of the zone. So they should be aggressive in the zone. But the thing that annoyed me the most was they didn't look confident. They looked yeah. defeated. And it's like he's, he's a human. He had a 2.5 ERA this year. That means on average through seven innings, he's given up two runs. Around. Well, that's through nine. Yeah, right. Okay. So, yeah. Around that, through seven, it's yeah. around two runs, a little bit less. Yeah. But, like, you could hit off of him, of him. He gives up hits. He gives up homers. They looked like they just were like, well, let's hope we can get him out of the game. And that's not how you approach They just didn't look like they had a plan against that guy. He is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best ever. But he's also 38 years old. He has bumps along the road. Like, you have to be able to beat that guy, and they weren't even close. Yeah, I always think you want to take like hit his fastball. Like I know it, I know it moves, and I know everything else. But I just think if you can get a fastball early in the count, that's how you have to attack all the greats. You know, uh, I also thought Tyler O'Neill had some great at bats that game against him. He, he had did. the best at bats of the day besides he Goldie, did. who obviously had the two hits. And then I guess we have to get into the disaster that struck in the ninth. Yeah, the disaster, um, and obviously we've seen that, and as has every baseball fan, by the way. Like it's funny to watch Cardinals Twitter, and I assume that Twins Twitter same way. Astros Twitter, like you fill in the blank, right? Twitter's the same way. To go from the, the wave of emotion to to almost standing like to the highest point of the mountain, then the next within minutes, you're on the edge of, oh, the season's done. We're terrible. Yeah. I, I wasn't saying the season was done, but I was incredible. No, no, no. But I'm just saying it's the wave of emotions for baseball. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. For any that, that's the joy of being a fan. The joy and trials and tribulations of being a fan. How many times have, have I sent you a text message or you send me a text message and this team's done? <laughs> yeah, you do it way too much. It kind of annoys Well, me. it's true. Because I like currently – well, we'll get into this later. Pete Alonso's on my TV right now on a commercial, and I'm not real happy about that. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to him. But, um, but yeah, so talk about – let's talk about the debacle. The thing that frustrated me the most about this is for a team that prides itself on the little things, quote-unquote, the defense being so special and being able to steal games like that, it just seemed like I – I don't know how you let two plays like that go go by. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're good. they're not a team that's going to bang all the time. I mean, we're going to have – we'll have stretches in this season, I guarantee you, where this offense looks unstoppable. Like, yes. that will happen. But we, have all, we will have stretches right now where the offense isn't unstoppable and you have to rely on your pitching, right? Our pitching was great. Like, you have to be able to win games like that. And the good teams, the really good teams, are able to come, come across with a win there. Not to say the Cardinals aren't a really good team because I think the Mets are a pretty solid team too. But like I've said before, like I said, when we were talking about Jordan Cairo last week, you can live with physical mistakes. No one's air, whatever it happens. Geo, get yes. over. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. I'm sorry. There's not one situation ever 
where you should be beaten by Dominic Smith to the back ever. No, and, and you know, I always wonder, and I don't, I mean, Gio's pitched his entire life, so I don't mean to utilize this as an excuse, but when you do go to a full spring training and pitchers and catchers report early, they spend hours upon hours upon hours on PFP, right? Pitchers fielding practice. And I almost wonder if coming straight to, you had two-day workouts and you were right into games. Like, it, I, I understand you've played it the entire time and brain farts are going to happen. But I almost wonder if that was it. I, at first, my first question was, I wondered if he thought the ball was, was through and he was heading to cover, get behind home plate, which is where he should go, all right? But then from, from re, well, you would because you had runners on second and third. I and get if the it, ball gets through, that's where he's going. I get it, but in that situation, when the ball to the right side, you go cover the base. You yeah, have time yeah. to get behind the home plate. Well, that's, well, no that's what I was going to say. After watching and watching him, he was just late. It was just a late break. He didn't he get a good jump. Said. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, but that, but that's like, it's a. There's only one one thing you can do in that situation that could hurt you is what he did. Correct. Like if you go and it's foul, then you go back to the mound and you throw it. Yeah. Pitch. Correct. If you're late, like he was, the guy's safe. And credit to Dominic Smith, he busted his ass, smoked that ball. Great play by Goldie. I don't want to get too much into this game because it's just so frustrating. I mean, we lost that game. But yeah, it was – and it, Sorry. And I think it was compounded, and, and maybe you can add on this too. But I think as a Cardinal fan, it was compounded on the bad effort that we had on Sunday in, in Cincinnati. And so you come off of that, and then you've got Max, and everybody's like, okay. I mean, almost you're not counting it, but you're almost saying, okay, if we lose this one, we can win the next two. But then all of a sudden you're up to nothing. And, I mean, like – awesome fashion with Tyler's hit and you've got Gio coming in. Everybody thought, I mean, and we were in one strike of winning that game two to nothing twice, twice. Yeah. Um, I mean, credit to the Mets for, um, they didn't give up like we did in the ninth. Yeah. Um, that's the frustrating part to me. They lost the game. Mistakes were made fine, but you got to go out and give some fucking effort, like some effort. Harrison Bader's at bats in the ninth inning or I'll get to this even the next game are the worst at bats by any hitter in the ninth inning I've ever seen. When it you were very, down by very multiple bad. runs, why the fuck are you even swinging at the first pitch, let alone balled out of the zone? His approach sometimes is mind-boggling. It really is. Because he's not a big power hitter. Like, I don't – okay, you know what? Calm down, Caleb. Okay, we'll go to the second <laughs> game. But, okay, second game, Jordan Hay was just – they just beat us, let's be honest. Offense looked horrible again. Um, they did. I don't have Chris any – Chris Bassett looked pretty good. He looks fine. He looked like Chris Bassett. He looks like a guy you can hit. Good teams hit. Good teams score more than zero runs against that team. That is true. On that day, um, but I'm not saying we're not a good team. But I'm saying right now our hitting not very good. Uh, Hicks Hicks looked good. I thought. I mean, he had that comebacker. Then obviously gave up those two runs. Um, his wrist tightened up on him, which is obviously always the thing that you know is go. It's bound to happen when you get hit by a ball. It's going to tighten up. And hey, I let me ask you something they about that. Brought him back out in the third, but. Let me ask you something about Hicks. Are you as surprised or amazed as I am by the amount of people who, and I don't know, there's no data to support it, don't believe Jordan Hicks can be a starting pitcher in the major leagues? Am I surprised? No. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. That's because... what it feels like. Like, I, I mean, I watch him pitch, and, yeah, he's only throwing 40 to 50, and they said they might get him up to 60 to 70 on that last game had he not gotten hurt. But, I, I mean, I, I think people are watching the same game I'm watching. He looks great. He looks incredible. He's getting quick outs. He's he's not he's not walking very many people. He walked two last game, but I mean that's once again he got hit so, in the arm. So what I, do you believe? What is the reason for people to say this? Because he hasn't done it, 
because he's been hurt in the past? Like, what do you believe that? Is? I don't understand it. Like, I you know, as a Cardinal so- fan, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was just, it, it, I was going to expand. You're good. Um, I think the biggest, I think fans of baseball that aren't full head, um, full on into everything that happens, the intricacies of the game. You see a reliever and you see, he throws one inning. That's all he does for that day. And you see a starter, like that starter just do six innings. So he has a heavier workload. That's like the perception in some people's heads. Um, and so when they see a guy like Hicks, who's had injury problems, in the bullpen, they assume that getting him to throw more innings means injury. What they don't think about is the four off days in between four to five and the fact that he's not having to get up and get hot three, four, five times a week. That he's not that he's not throwing max effort in every inning he's pitching in. That he's not throwing four to those four to five innings a week anyway, but he's doing it multiple times a week. And they're all high leverage. Every time Hicks is in the game when he's a reliever, it's high leverage because he's so good. So you, I don't think that they're seeing that part of it. They see the pure, this guy has to throw six innings today, and he would just throw one inning if he was a reliever today. And that means he threw five more innings, so there's more stress on his arm, where that's just not the, the reality of the situation. Right, and we've talked about Freddie Peralta, and obviously he came up in the bigs and started in the rotation, and then they moved into the bullpen, and now back in the rotation. Like, think about Chris Sale, right? I mean, 79 games out of the bullpen, essentially. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, he is an all-star Cy Young in the not Cy Young winner, but Cy Young in the Hall of Fame and getting MVP votes for the next eight years. And I, I just wonder if people, and again, it doesn't matter. It's really sort of an irrelevant hypo, hypothetical question. But I wonder if people in Chicago were like the, the same questions when they moved Chris Sale to the, the rotation. I, I just always wonder about that thing. And I know that back in the day, there was a the talk with Chapman where they wanted to move Chapman from closer to bullpen, or I mean, from closer to starter. And it just mm-hmm. – it obviously never occurred. But, hey, I have all the faith in the world that I think Jordan Hicks, if he stays healthy, which that is every pitcher, that's like the, the statement you have to make, right, after you say pitcher. Yeah, but I'm so sick of that. if he stays healthy, do what? I'm so sick of that narrative. People are but saying – But it's true. No, I'm, oh, I'm saying that oh, – my no, point no, is no, it's I, every pitcher. No, I get it. But people – that's another thing that people are saying about Hicks. Oh, he's going to get injured. Every pitcher gets injured. Right. Shut the fuck up. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you almost have to say that after every pitcher you were to ever say. Like, hey, if he if healthy, um, I don't see any reason why Hicks can't go out and give us six to seven strong innings every time he t- touches the ball. I, I don't I just don't understand the, the idea that, oh, he's not going to be good in this role. I am so excited to see when he's finally built up completely, because Dang. I think when you're not worried about, oh, is he going to be pulled because he has 45 pitches when he just can go out there and throw. And that's all he he's built up completely. He's ready to go. I mean, you're talking about a guy that if he if he's healthy, I'm doing it, too. Um, could potentially be one of the most See? dominant starters in baseball. Like, simple, like that's that simple. He could be one of the most dominant starting pitchers in all of baseball, given health. I think your Freddie Peralta. I think your Freddie Peralta comparison in the past is very good. Um, and obviously, you are on record, so we do need the the world to know there are receipts. You are on record to say that you believe, if healthy. See, there we go. We got to do it again because you have to say it. Uh, he could be maybe the ace of this rotation, and I I'm not saying you're wrong by any stretch. I mean, because he has his he stuff be, plays, man. Yeah, he. I think he's the most talented player, player. Period. Not pitcher, player, on this roster, and I don't think it's close. Well, you, more than no one. He's the only player in the world that can do what he does. <laughs> he's seriously, he is the only player. There's not another one that can throw like he can. Explain that to our listeners. No one else has a sinker that moves that much at 104 miles per hour when he had when he wants it with a slider that moves four feet. No one else. Okay. 
He is. What about Degrom? Blitz balls. Oh, he's not on our roster. Give me the Hicks stuff over Degrom. Degrom's control is why he's so great, and he's max effort too much. That's why he's hurt all the time. Um, let's go to Pilate. Pilate three innings pitch, three absolutely strikeout. That dude's been incredible. He's not going anywhere. No, there were worries that he might be. He's not going anywhere. Um, he is. First off, he looks like Lip from Shameless. I texted you that. You didn't ever reply. I think I guess I missed it. But. Um, I thought he looked incredible again. I mean, the guy, he might be a potential starter in the future. I kind of want to see him get some high leverage later innings and see what he can do with a one inning, um, kind of go out there and throw hard. But he looks great, like really good. Yeah, only 23 years old too. Yeah, I, he, he um, I mean, that's just another piece for this bullpen that's looking really good right now, like really good. Because Cody Wynn. And, you know, and, and I, everybody was always talking about, and it's always the question with the bullpen, overuse. Obviously, we have more more pieces in the bullpen this year than regularly to start the start the season. But you know, when you look at our starters, it's not like they're not going five or six every almost every night. You know, I'm tired of the overuse thing, Dan. I'm be honest. Yeah, with you. I Josh agree. That's what, I'm, has, that's what I'm saying. I know, I know. I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying just to add to it, Josh Hader has ten saves. They played nineteen games. Right. So he's been in ten of the nineteen games. You're talking about overuse, like. If you're a reliever that's good, you're going to get used a lot if your team is good because you're going to win games, you're going to be needed. That's just the I way I think the about job. Pilate here, right? He comes out of UC Irvine, okay? Drafted out of UC Irvine. 2019, he ends up playing nine games, right? Pitching nine games for the Cardinals. He's drafted in, what, the June, drafted in June, I believe, right, for Major League Baseball. Then, obviously, 2020, he doesn't pitch at all, <laughs> all right, because of COVID. 2021, he throws 22, 23 games. All right, and then uh, 2022, hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, and, man, he keeps <laughs> – his control on his curveball when he's behind the counts, I mean, that's a recipe for success. He looks like a big league I, pitcher, and he looks like he believes he belongs, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, you're talking about a guy who doesn't have a ton of innings. Like, he did start at the minors, you know, and he started in college really? a lot. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, almost exclusively his uh, – looked like his sophomore and junior year, and then he was drafted after there. So, I mean, when you think about that, like, you know, this is a guy who eventually could end up – I mean, Jordan Hicks, number two, maybe. Does it seem to you that we might have an abundance of guys that could be starters now instead of people thinking we need to sign multiples? We have <laughs> a lot well, of guys been, that could first be of all, First of all, that's been the narrative I've been attacking the entire time, right? The idea that, oh, we should have signed eight pitchers as if that's a thing because nobody does that. So, here's the, my thing. And, you know, you and I talked Jake Woodford in the past. and. I'd like to see more Jake Woodford, but you and I – did we talk about this? I'm, I get so many things confused. If you and I talked about this on our own or we talked about it on the pod last time, but I think Jake Woodford in a relief role right now in his career, I think let him come in and throw. He's a, I mean, he's a weapon out there. I think he might be able to throw 94-95 if he gets one inning, to be honest with you. I mean, that's right. But I think, I think what he's been doing is great. We'll get to him a little bit next game. But let's go move on from game two. I mean, the offense got shut out. It was lethargic. I didn't enjoy watching any part of that game, to be honest what did with you. you think thought... of, what did you think of the comments after the game from Bassett and then kind of the retort from Miles Michaels? Uh, I'm saving that. Oh, I thought, okay. All We're right, saving right, that right. for the brawl section. Of okay. Game, all right. All right. Hey, everybody, um, stay tuned. Everybody, yeah. stay tuned. We're gonna get into, the big stuff is coming to... soon performance-based stuff and then we'll move on to that um because we do want i don't want to overshadow the whole episode and do away with some of the great things that some players have done by talking Agreed. about overall so we'll just save that for after the episode the all right uh, result uh, let's get into, let's get into game three so great game i thought for us 
really, really big to come out and swing the bats off Cookie, who had been really, really good. And um, and got down four nothing or four nothing four really one. quickly. Four one. Four one. Sorry. Which four one, one really quickly. Um, Matt's. I thought Matt was okay. Um, he was unlucky, very unlucky. Um, Tyler dropped a ball that he needed to get. Didn't drop, but let a ball drop. I thought he should have gotten to. Um, but he also made two fantastic plays after that that made up for it. So whatever. Um, he got through four, which was huge. He told Ollie basically to fuck off and said, I'm not leaving my bullpen in another dire straight today. So I'll at least give you four, which I love that. I love when pitchers want the ball. Even yeah. if it wouldn't have worked out, I still would like it. I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't love Ollie. I would probably have some words about him to say, hey, get him out. But I like that he wants the ball and he wants to save arms. That's what you want from your starting pitchers. And he still got six Ks and four innings. I mean, the peripherals tell you that he wasn't bad. Um, the BABIP on those balls they were hitting, I mean – they were none of them were expected to be hits, to be honest with you, except for the Correct. doubles. Um, but it was just unlucky. I mean, it's gonna happen. You're gonna have starts where you're just like, "What the hell just happened?" But I thought it looked really good the first two innings, and just another inning was like, "I don't know what just happened." And you go down four one, and then the offense starts going, which I surprised me. And shockingly enough, Yadi started it. <laughs> he did. Which now, let, okay, can we talk about that really quickly? Yeah. Okay, I know we're talking game by game. Give us, give us your thoughts. When you when you when you look at the lineup and you saw Paulie D, Yachty, Sosa at the bottom of that lineup, my thought was, why did we call Brendan Donovan up? Thank you. You're facing okay. a right-handed pitcher. Like it makes no sense. If it was a lefty, I would at least be like, okay, you know, you want to get some righties in there. But if you're not going to put him into that situation to give Nolan a day off, then what are you going to do with him? Very interesting that our like that's our three worst hitters, and they're all in. Like I it's agree. Why is Brendan hitters. Donovan up here? But so that's okay. Worse than uh, – well, yeah, it probably is not three worse. Yes, he is. Um, but to be uh, – I do want to get some um, – Woodford in this game, you just talked about it a little bit. Uh, he yeah. Three, I believe, two and a third. I know I forgot to write that down. But um, two innings, sorry. Two innings, three hits. Yeah, two. I think one he went earned, two. But it wasn't earned on him. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. You know, someone came in and gave it up. But I thought he looked really good. Um, he came in, gave us two innings that we needed to get out of him. And I think him and Palante, man, those guys could be weapons when you get starters that – don't have it on a given any given day. They get both those guys coming to give you innings. Like absolutely, and you know we haven't even talked about what we've seen from Helsley and Whitley and those guys. You know, and we even, I mean, Whitgren has been good. Willie's but Whitley has been incredible. Like that's incredible. Yeah. He is really well. Good. He's nasty. Um, and he hit Pete Alonso in the head with a changeup. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> Carlson, um, two hits, triple, big RB, two RBI, triple, and then that throw. My God, Rick Ankiel. I mean, Junior. Bingo. What that reminded you of because. Rick Ankiel at Coors Field. Yep. And the difference is, like, that's a Coors Field he did that. So, yeah. that ball is going to fly a little bit. To do that at Bush Stadium and then just hose piece him, great tag by Sosa, by the way. Um, it was. I, what, I, Jesus Christ. After now, to be fair, that, to, be fair to one of my all-time favorites, Rick Ankiel, he was more in right center, and that field is much larger to dead center than Bush Stadium. That throw, <laughs> that's one of the top five throws, if not top three, maybe – Throw, maybe best throw I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, but I, all three throw. of the top throws I've ever seen on replays, given I was super young when those things happened, have all been in Coors Field, so they kind of correlate. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a great throw. But Carlson, that throw's incredible. I mean, for how little of a guy Carlson kind of looks like in terms of his strength, to be yeah. able to uncork a 97-mile-per-hour seed to the third right. and just hose Guillaume out. I mean, right after uh, Tyler did the same thing at second. Yeah, I mean, then the Mets just doing Mets things down by a couple runs, just running into outs because that's what they do. Um, Tommy three hits. So Tommy looks really good, I think. 
Um, leave him in the leadoff spot. I'm in that. I'm in that situation. I am I now, absolutely. And I also think, five, but I don't get why yeah. he's batting six at all. I yeah. Care. Well, I mean, hey, let's not stress about that right now. I am a little bit because I think Carlson provides the most protection for, for Nolan in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, maybe well, let's kind of see what Dickerson can keep doing here. Maybe he also looked I mean, great yesterday. Two two RBIs. Two, oh, that's two what points. I was. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. Like, look, hey, little Dicky, right? Yeah, he looked really good. Um, I thought so. He's in the lineup again tonight. So he be. I yeah, like that. I do kind of wish they would have gotten Donovan in the game tonight against. Yeah. Um, but I guess I don't know. I, mean, I don't know why we call up a guy that can't play shortstop when that's maybe the guy that we need in the lineup. But um, let's get to the brawl because I'm tired of beating around it. <laughs> okay. Do you want to set it up? Because, like I said, we talked a little bit about the the Mike Listen and Bassett comments. Uh, I mean, it goes obviously back to you know the the national series and the other series for the Mets leading into this. But yeah, let's go go for it. Let's go. All right. So the Mets have been hit as a, in a total of 19 times this year. Second highest team in baseball is at 13. So they haven't hit a lot. We'll just lead off with that. They've been hit a lot. I get the frustration. Um, game one, uh, Michaelis hits Mark Canna with a pitch, whatever. It's in the arm. He's fine. He has an elbow guard. Second, second game, Alonzo gets hit with a changeup in the head, just got away. Obviously frustrated. I'm fine with that. If Alonzo wants to talk oh. shit, control your pitch, I'm fine with that. Because I, I would feel the same way. It's your livelihood. He got hit twice in the head this year. I get his frustration. And he kind of let it go. He wasn't – he wasn't – you know, the one chirping in the dugout. So, fine. Um, later that game, Stalin Marte's up. He gets hit once again in this pad, his big-ass fucking pad he has on his arm. For that situation, mind you, Dad, Canna and Marte are top five and hit by pitches every fucking year. So, get off the Correct. But, and then he wants to talk shit to Kisner. Like, okay, we'll start here because this is where it all started. What the hell? Get off the fucking plate then. Like, if you don't want guys to come in on you, get off the plate. They're going to come in. You're playing baseball. Go play badminton or volleyball if you're afraid of contact. But you're playing baseball. There's not one time I was ever hit in my arm by a pitch where I thought that I was going to talk shit to the pitcher that hit me. Not once. Right. Ever. So I get the frustration, but then move. They're going to keep throwing you in if you're crowding the plate. That's just the way of baseball. Like, Anthony Rizzo crowds the plate. When he gets hit, he goes to first because he knows Correct. he puts himself there. And he takes it. He's like, I, I yep. this is where I'm comfortable, but it's going to come with five, six times. I'm probably going to hit with a pitch that most people want it. But what are you – it's bases loaded in a 2-0 game. Like, what do you do? Why? What's the – Yeah, that's the thing for me. That's, that's the thing for me, right? There is a time to get mad. I completely understand it. When you feel like you are getting hit on purpose or you've been hit multiple times in a series and you're and it's had a frustration it, level. It's a frustration level. But in this instance – it's a 3-2 count with the bases loaded. Well, and it barely hit no. it. Hey, Starlight Marte, have you ever played baseball in your life? Like, it's do like not understand the game. Coming into the series where they were going to be pissed off by hit-by pitches. And I get it because 19 times is a lot through 18 games. But guess what? The Cardinals have not hit you 19 times. It's not us. You can't be mad about the Nationals to us. That's not how it works. Right. That's, I mean, it shouldn't be. Like, it would be like – uh, you know what? My analogies are always really bad, so I'm not even going to go down that. They way. are. They are. But, let's not. Let's not even. But it's it's just stupid. I'll just leave it there. And you know what's even stupid? What even boggles my mind more, Dad? It's absolutely mind blowing that they are so out of touch. One, they hit two of our batters in that game. Okay, they like they hit them one more, one less than we did. Oh God! Like what a crazy difference this series has been. And 
Bassett's bitch ass, Buzz, Nolan, and DC, and back-to-back at bats, almost hit him in the head. Correct. And then Bassett comes out with his comments about the ball being slick, so that's why pitchers are controlling it. Well, maybe don't use sticky stuff for 10 years, and you might be used to it. But how are you going to get pissed off at our hitters for hitting you when your starting pitcher, who almost hit two of our guys in the head, is saying that it's not the pitcher's fault? What the fuck? <laughs> how hypocritical? Please help. Help me, help me rationalize. Yeah, I, I can't. And like I said, I mean, I, I question so many things uh, within the clubhouse, too. Like, I love Buck. Don't get me wrong. but He's great. But the, first of all, the, the whole thing on the second game, Mad Max looked, looked like an idiot. He he looked like an, and I understand standing up for your teammates. I'm all, all on board for that at all times. But what, like, our, our bench was legitimately laughing at him. Yep. Because he Miles looked so dumb. Him. I love Miles, by the way. He's just—he's becoming one of my favorite players. Yeah, what did Jack say? You could. Jack, Jack was just like—he was just—he was just laughing. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, that's like, why is this guy like, always talking? He's like, "Why is he always like?" Max is okay. Let's be honest. Max is a psychopath. I like Max a lot. He's a crazy. So do guy. I. So that's who he is. You kind of just take what it is. But I just thought that whole situation was weird. Bassett coming out and saying that it wasn't basically wasn't his fault that he almost yeah. hit guys, and then getting mad simultaneously with his guys getting hit. How does Correct. that work? And then. Correct. Like, Tommy was hit with a pitch right after they were mad that P. Alonzo got hit. And it's like, you guys are, like, not even seeing the irony, like, at all? The hypocrisy? You're not seeing it? Yeah. I'm trying to point out to Mets fans, and they're just too stupid to understand. But let's – stupid is the right word, by the way. Um, let's go to game three, the hit-by-pitches. First first guy hit in the game, Dad? Oh, would you look at that? It's a fucking Cardinal. <laughs> and Mundo Sosa is hit in the wrist area, which, right. by the way, is more likely to hurt you than when you get hit. In the shoulder, but um, he's fine. He goes to first, like you know, a normal baseball player. Um, and it's kind of fine for the rest. It gets to the eighth inning. Jay Davis is hit in the ankle by a yanked fastball. Um, I will say, maybe in a game where the tensions are going to be high to get somebody, Hennessy Cabrera might not be the guy you want to go to because he's probably going <laughs> to do that. But his past would suggest foot. problems there. He hit him in the foot. I mean, it hurts. He's fine, by the way. He got his good for. I'm glad. His um, X-rays came back negative, but he got hit in the foot. Why are you mad? Yeah, you hit in the foot. What's the anger? You hit one of our guys two innings ago. What yep. am I missing? Yeah, well, it's the whole uh, we'll hit your guys whenever we want, but don't hit ours because that's going to be on purpose. And I mean, the hit by pitches that are five to three in the series. The, we hit five, they hit three. That's a lot for both sides. But is that does that an egregious difference to you? No. Like, or even, like, like it's not even noticeable. Like, if they weren't being, like, little pansies about it in another dugout, I don't even think anyone would notice a problem here. The P one was scary. But sometimes you have to just chalk it up as that's a scary situation. The ball slipped, and it hit P in the head at 82 miles per hour, may I add. I have a hit in the head with 82 miles per hour fastballs. I was fine. Right. Um, and then Nolan. Okay, so if they're going to hit him, I don't like it. Part of me gets it. They've been hit a lot. I still don't like it. But don't go up and in on him. Like if you if they hit Nolan in the butt in the ribs whatever he probably he might he'll have some words but he'll go to first he will you he last year the same thing happened after we hit Bryce Harper in the face Nolan got drilled in the butt he went to first um, you're complaining about a changeup at your first baseman's head and then you're trying to defend your pitcher mm-hmm. from hitting purposefully Nolan in the head with a fastball at 94 miles per hour what. Before we get into the brawl itself, 
what logic do they have to suggest that they're making any sense? Yeah, it, it does seem like it's beyond the pale with uh, with what with what they're doing there. Again, it's the whole uh, we'll do what we want, but if anybody hits, it's the Mets, man. Again, I started the show off this way. This is the Mets organization. It's been the Mets organization for as long as I can remember, and they're back. They're back. I just don't understand. Like, normally I can realize I'm biased in moments, and I can say, okay, well, I get their side. This situation to me is just, like, so full of hypocrisy. And I want to get into um, Nolan, what Nolan did, because it was fucking awesome. I'm just going to leave it. He got hit, and he says, do it again. I dare you. And then the pitcher starts walking a little bit towards him. Right. Like, what first off, like, Nolan wasn't going to do what he did. He was just going to talk shit and then get back in the box. Um, and then the pitcher started walking towards him. And then the umpire is in front of him. He says very clearly, no, fuck that. Gets away from the umpire. Then Nito steps in. And then he's like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of this. And he's like, it's on. So he takes Nito, just shoves him to the side like it was nothing. Nito, a big dude, by the way. And then Goldie, I've never been more proud of Goldie in my life. Um, I saw a video today of him running in. He said, he screamed, you effing P-words, <laughs> really loud. And then <laughs> dropped his, threw his bottle behind him and sprinted as fast as he could and got between Nolan and um, the pitcher. Great move by goalie there. Jack was also heated. And, then, and there, Bader came in, stepped in. Um, and I thought the, the Cardinals' reaction and how they handled the situation was, was great. Two things. Two things. One, you can go ahead and say fucking pussies on here. Just I know. It just it kind of seems like a little – I don't know. That word is acceptable <laughs> at times. And, and two, two, the greatest thing of – well, not the greatest. Obviously, Stubby. We'll get to that in a minute. But the best thing I saw was all the guys in the bullpen trying to figure out how to get out the gate and get there. And Gio said, fuck that. I'm going over the wall, <laughs> and I'm heading in full sprint to get there as fast as I can. He said, I'm not being late again. I did this once this series, <laughs> not this time. Um, he runs like Forrest Gump, too, which was so funny. It, the dude, he's, was, he's, he's a pitcher. It was fantastic. He's a at heart, for sure. But I thought it was, it was but, the, the fire. I loved the fire. I really did. Nolan becoming Joey Bosa and just shoving the catcher legitimately. TJ like, Watt. get away. It was like, nah, like, get off of me was incredible. And, again, what is Lopez doing walking towards him? Like, you know what you did. You did it on purpose. You were trying to hit him. Now, whether the ball got away a little bit and you didn't mean to get it up in his head, doesn't irrelevant. You that, knew it what didn't you were matter doing. last What week, are you doing? It didn't matter two games ago. Right. Like, it didn't like, matter what are you doing? Change up. So, why should it matter when you're purposefully trying to hit a guy? And then you have – let's get into Pete Alonzo's comments after the game. Um, well, Hold on. Before we get into his comments after the game, we have to give Stubby Clap a whole lot of props here. Big I'm, time I'm gonna, shout I'm out to that man. I think. Do what? I'm going to have a different opinion than you, I think. Okay. I don't like. Well, I, I love don't the like, fact that he went in there and took care of it. I don't like what he did at all. I actually really hate it because I would hate it <laughs> if it was against us. Um, managers should not put their hands on players ever, ever. Not any coaches ever. Because if that were to happen to a Cardinal player and one of the Mets players would have pulled down Nolan, I would hope one of our players would step up and handle that. That's sure. I, I understand don't, that. I don't. I don't like that at all. If I were a player, I would have had a massive problem with it. You can see Wainwright did have a big problem with it. He kind of told Stabby Clapp to get the fuck out of where he was and went over and talked to Pilando. I don't – I. it's a funny scene because his name's Stubby and he's short and he pulled down a huge man. But I don't like that. I don't like I understand. That. That's where I stand. I don't want to be biased. It's because I'm a Cardinal fan. It's, it's awesome. Um, I just don't – I. if I were a player, 
for the Mets, I'm I would have had a huge problem with that. It's a fair point. And I, I love Stubby, and I thought it was funny. It made me laugh at the time because Pete Alonso and Stubby Clap not the same size. Human Correct. At Correct. All. I guess that is the thing that got me. I didn't honestly. Okay I didn't even think like about it. the I mean, other that's stuff. Your perspective. Well, no, I didn't really even look at it from the other side, to be honest with you. It's just, I just love the fact, I loved the fire of Stubby. And he went from coach to player, I think, very, like former players, that's got to be hard. Like, yeah, Skip Schumacher was out there in a hurry. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, by the way, Skip is jacked. Also, Pop was out. Like, I mean, you know, they were all out there. All he was in the middle of it. I think it's hard to say. Like, oh, it's okay. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I just think that's hard in the heat of the moment to try to stop and not go out, out there to help your family. I mean, that those guys are family. I'm okay. I'm so, okay with him doing it, but I have a problem with it. And if I'm the league, I would suspend him for a game. He probably will. I, I could see that. Um, because I don't think you can have – like Don Zimmer coming at um, Pedro <laughs> Martinez, Pedro. the whole thing. I <laughs> love when Pedro threw him to the ground because that's what should happen. So right. I, I, I'm not going to – I can't, um, you know – Say I hate what Don Zimmer did, and then say that I love what Stubby. No, did. I get it. I, I get it. I just think, think that Stubby tried to pull him down. Hennessy's yeah, Hennessy's pulled him down. Um, right. While Stubby had him around him, um, Hennessy should also be suspended for that because that's cheap. Shouldn't happen. Don't horse collar someone. Don't pull him down. Um, if you're gonna do something like that, and you want to get an altercation, fine, but get in his face. Yeah, I agree with I that part it. of it. I don't. I'm. Uh, I'm for, other than those two situations, I liked what everyone did. I thought the fire was great. Goldie showing emotion was shocking, and I loved it. He is fast as shit, by the way, when he wants to be, because he was out there fast. <laughs> um, I love Jack. Jack was talking shit on his way in. I love watching this group of guys that is still very new. It's been a year, but it still feels like when you see all of these guys, a lot of them have been injured at different times together. It's like an all-star crew for me in my head of Cardinal, of like Cardinal teams. Um, and to see them all together with Yachty, see an image of Yachty, Goldie, and Jack Flaherty running in, and William McGee, to go protect <laughs> Nolan Arenado is a crazy – it's a crazy cool thing to see in my head. Yeah. It's like the Avengers. That's what I had, that's what came to my head when I saw it. Well, let's um, go ahead and get to – Let's. I know you want to get to uh, Alonzo. Yeah, the polar bear's comments. I'm going to preface this with saying I do like – I like Pete Alonzo. I like him as a player. I think he's fun, and I think he seems like a good dude. But what the hell are you fucking talking about? Right. He's out here right. saying – I could put someone in the hospital if I wanted to. First off, that's a threat. One, that's the way I take it. But two, dude, you're like six foot five, two hundred and eighty pounds. Why are you posturing, having to say you're a big, strong guy four times in one press conference? Yes. How embarrassing. Yeah, he really wanted everybody. He wanted to get that out there, and I don't know if he's like nervous in interviews. He's not. He's repeating I've himself to get out of it. Fine. But yeah, that was a, a. So has he become? Full heel in St. Louis. Is he taking over for Chris Bryant now? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be uh, Brandon Phillips necessarily. I mean, Nick Castellanos, unfortunately. Um, I think also his. It was the condescension and his comments after the game were wild once again. Um, yes. One thing he said was, "You don't like getting hit up and in with heaters. You didn't. First off, no. There was no heater. Start your head. But two, um, he said, "Scary. You won't understand what it's like when someone comes up and in on you like that." Bassett did that to our hitters twice. Um, Nolan purposefully got one up there. And that's why the fight started. He said it wasn't necessary. What? Then why'd you throw at us if it's not necessary to defend yourself in that situation? Correct. And then he said, Dad, he said, um, uh, we're not just going to be a, a, a punching bag 
Um, we're going to stand up for ourselves. Okay, fine, cool. But then, not even 20 seconds later, he says, but we didn't do it on purpose. We were trying to win the game. So how are you staying up for yourself then? <laughs> like, what are yeah. you talking about? You're like, it's like wild. It's almost like, he's like Amber Heard. Like, just two stories and one. I don't get it. It's crazy, Dad. One of your better analogies there. Thank you. Yeah, did but you get a wild. new uh, analogy of the day calendar? I wrote that one down. No, I'm just kidding. You, you've been sitting on that one for a while. No, I didn't. No, I Can we talk? Off. First of all, hold on. I don't what is go? Let's let's not skew from Pete Alonso yet. Well, I feel like we need to. No, we don't. Pete Alonso, I want your opinions on it. On Amber Heard? No, everyone has the same opinion on. Oh, that, I hope. well, you're the one who brought um, that up, so I thought that it was just a quick about. little thing. It's supposed to not be okay. On. All right, but what are your opinions on the condescension in Pete Alonso's comment? Yeah, I I mean I don't know what to make of it. I I've watched that interview a couple times now, and he just comes off as an idiot, like he really does, and. I mean, again, mentioning that he's a big, strong guy four to five times, I'm like, okay, we get it, dude. You think you're a big, strong guy. Great. He is. And you are. Fair. Right, right. I'm not, I'm not arguing. But you don't need to keep telling us over and over. I, I don't know what to make of those of that any, any longer other than I believe he's gone full heel here in St. Louis. And I think you will definitely uh, – they, they don't come back again this year, so we're not even going to see him here. No, but we go there May 14th for a 40 We do so. go there May 14th. I, I know that, um, obviously, we could see them in the playoffs. That is an option, and uh, that, that would be an awesome scene. I know that. That would be a great series. Uh, hopefully, DeGrom and Scherzer aren't both pitching in that series, or we'll lose. But Here's um, what I'll say, like, also, just to add to it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you had the 2006, and we've had some epic matchups throughout the years. But going back just as a kid – like the Mets again, we go back to the Mets or Ponscum. Like that was, that was the villain in baseball. Were the Mets, right? I mean, it, it wasn't the Yankees in the '80s because they were irrelevant. They weren't winning. They they weren't making playoffs. It was the Mets, and they weren't just the villain to St. Louis, even though that was our one of our big rivalries. They were the villain to almost everybody, and they had guys like Gooden and Hernandez and Gary Carter and Daryl Strawberry and, and Mookie Wilson. And, you know, Ray Knight and, and those guys who they played the villains so well. Lenny Dykstra, right? Tim Tuffle, they played the, 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 the villain very well. Like they, they wore it as a badge of honor. And so oh, I'm going to be intrigued like... to see now if this new Mets group has that. And I don't know that they do. I, I, think, I think Max can wear it. I don't know that they've got other guys on that team that can wear that. Do you think it's false bravado? No, I think Max is Max. Like I think that's... No, not Max. The rest of them. Oh no 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 no! I don't I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know when you when you got that kind of stuff from the Mets in the '80s. Like that was real. That's who those guys were. Drug you ass. know, they, I mean, you had the Nasty Boys a little bit later in Cincinnati, or you know, a little bit after that. And those guys were the same way. Like they were that exact. What you saw was what you got. And you know, you had obviously uh, uh, Franco and Orozco and those guys. Like that, they were Calvin Chiraldi. I mean, no, I guess he was in. I think I might have just gone through the Boston pitching rotation. But you know what I'm talking about, right? They were storing cocaine in the dugout. A lot of cocaine. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a wild scene. And I'm going to end it with this, okay, on the brawl, so we can just not overcome the whole episode. If you throw a ball at a pitcher, I said this last year, and I got hate for it, but I stand by it. If you throw a ball at a hitter because you're mad at the pitcher, you are soft as fuck. That yeah. hitter has nothing to do with what the pitchers are doing. And you think you're looking hard. You think you're out there protecting your teammates. You look like a little bitch. 
If you want, if you have a problem, go talk to him when he can do anything. The hitters can't throw their bat at you. That's a, that's a crime. They'll get arrested. So if you're going to stand there and throw a projectile at someone's face and then have the nerve to say you don't get why he came out there and said something to you about it, then you're a bitch. You're a bitch. Don't throw balls at people. Don't risk their career. Don't risk millions of dollars. Don't risk their lives. You throw hard. You can kill them if you hit them right. Stop. Stop with it. Only hit by pitches should always, always, always be incidental, in my opinion. If you hit someone with a pitch and that's your way of looking like a big, strong, tough guy, Nolan Ryan, um, then you look like a bitch to me. Go fight him. So you would hey, call Bob Gibson a bitch? I would, uh, I'd call – well, it's so different today, though, Dad. Just because <laughs> it's outdated. It is. That style of play is outdated. Stop bringing it back. Yeah, like, I get you. I got then, it. I got back it. Back then, that's how everyone played. But yeah. today – there's too much money to be had. There's too much. There, people throw too hard. It's too scary. It can't be happening anymore. It should be. First gone. of all, before we move on, my apologies to Sid Fernandez and Ron Darling and those guys. Obviously, I did say Jesse Orozco, but I did forget that I, I went straight into the Red Sox rotation when I was talking about the Mets. So that's on me. I apologize for that. Ron but, Darling, by the way, great announcer. I love Ron Darling. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. Yeah, do you think so here's what I'm going to say. Hey, okay, I am looking forward. I want to see an October matchup with the Mets again. Oh, I don't want to see them make it, but if they do, then yeah, sure. Like um, that I, would be must-watch TV. Series. Oh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great. And it seems like baseball always finds a way, so I'm sure we'll see it. Um, and it, it also feels like, to be honest, I don't know the last time we've had a team that you can say are like the villain. Like it's been a while that everybody hates outside of the Yankees there for the run. And then people only hated the Yankees because they were winning. Like, I think you can hate the Mets because like you said, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. And when you play both sides of the coin, like I think that makes you easier to hate. And then when you're spending that much money and you're running your mouth that loudly, I think you might see the Mets become full villain here. I, I think for us in the early 2010s, it was the Brewers because you had, you know, Morgan. you had Ryan Braun, you had Niger Morgan always running his mouth. You had Corey Hart, you had Prince Fielder, you had all those guys. I love but Prince, I think this, this team is at an even different level. Yeah, I'm not a fan, that's to say the least. I just think the way they handled everything was very poor. Um, if you're going to throw at someone and if you feel like that's needed to protect your guys because they're going to hit so much, okay, just do it the right way. I still don't like Correct. it, but you have to do it the right way. I hate yes. it if you do it the wrong way. I still don't like it if you do it at all. And even yeah, though he had in the butt and he would have gone there and punched him, I'm fine with that too. You're going to come at him, right. he has the right to do it back. Yeah. He doesn't have a ball to throw at you. You think no one gets suspended? No, I don't. I think they kind of let that one go by the wayside. I think they might yeah, realize be interesting how yeah, poorly I hope so. the I hope he umpires doesn't. handled it because they handled it very poorly by not tossing Buck or the pitcher. Correct. And I think they might just say, you know what, that was handled poorly, we're just going to leave it be. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Diamondback series. Enough of that. Yeah, yeah, four with the four with the D-backs here coming in. Huge. I'm concerned. Why are the Diamondbacks pitchers pitching well? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, everybody. Look again, it's April. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. The ball. I think we can talk about that. If I mean, we've talked about that in the past. No need to keep belaboring that. They just beat the Dodgers in a series, Dan. I know. I know. I, I I understand. Now, the good thing is Zach Gallon was nails last night, and we don't have to see him. Yeah, I love that guy. He'll keep haunting us. Um, yeah, he pitched, what, seven innings of shutout ball last night against Yeah, he was God. great last so, night. I think he might have given um, up. You know, I, did he give up? I don't think so. No, maybe not. No, Trey tied it in the eighth, I think. That's what yeah, I think he gave – I don't think he gave up anything. So, yes. um, so this missing is a him will help. Three, right? 
I, I mean, you always say that. Yes, I mean that's, that's, that's what you have. You can't. Yeah, you need to win the series. They're going to play seven against them. You can't. You can't lose two of them. I agree. I, I think you've got to win the series. I am confused, and you talked about it earlier. We hit on it a little bit. Brendan Donovan not being in the line. I'm just. I'm just confused. Like, I. I'm. I don't know the answer. I don't know where you put him. But second base. But they've already said they're not going to move Tommy to shortstop. Well, I, I'm not saying I agree with their logic. I'm saying that's what you should put them. Put him. Okay. All right. Or yesterday when you would give Nolan the day off, you put him at third. It seems pretty simple. Yeah, that that was the one that I didn't understand Edmundo Sosa at third. Well, I mean, DC had the day off today. Put him in right and DH Dickerson. Who does? Um, who's DHing today? D- DC. DC, yeah. So put Dickerson. So, okay. So, oh, well, the one I and I don't think you want to give – I don't think you want to give Carlson the day off coming off his day yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, so I don't mind him. I don't mind that. I don't mind that move at all. Um, so, honestly, you're kind of stuck – I know you brought up Donovan for flexibility, but if you're not prepared to, and it, right at this point, they're not, right? And I'm not saying it's an easy transition for a guy to move from second to short midseason. I'm not. But if you're not prepared to move Tommy to short, I don't know where you're, where Brennan Donovan, unless, you know, like yesterday would have been perfect for him to play third when Nolan DH. If you're not going to do it then, I don't really understand why Brennan Donovan's not getting regular at-bats at AAA. I think they're not high enough on him to think he's ever going to start for them. Because where would he start? So I think they kind of don't care. You know what I mean? I I mean they, I don't know what to make of that. Like that's large new part too. The future of the second base of second base. Tom Goldie and Nolan aren't going anywhere, and their outfield's completely set. So okay, let's talk Everybody about starts. that. All right, as we as we I know we're going to get into the Diamondback series, but I, as you're talking about, I, that's how my mind has to work. So I have to talk about that. All right. You just said Nolan is the future at second base. Nolan Gorman, right? Yeah. By the way, two more jacks last night, okay? Uh, massive night. What do you have? Two jacks, a double, and a triple? Yeah, he's 10 bombs already. Five RBIs last night. Um, okay, if he is the future at second base, you've got a guy there right now who's a gold glove winner that's leading off for you. So yeah. if we believe that Nolan Gorman is the future at second base, what does that say about what, what is the future for Tommy Edmond? Should be a shortstop. Okay, but okay, yes. But you're, I think, let's go back to, is is what Ali and the organization saying just bullshit? Which, hey, by the way, that's what most, orga- hey, tonight is the NFL draft. Everybody's saying everything is bullshit. So I understand that. Or do you believe that they legitimately don't see Tommy Edmond as an MLB shortstop? Because well, he played shortstop it's, it's one or the other. Players, it's one or the other. Either you're telling me that's bullshit or, or Tommy has no future on this team. Here's the thing, Dad. Um, you have a guy, Paul DeYoung, who's, been bad for two and a half years. His confidence is probably in the gutter. Coming out and saying you could see Tommy Edmond playing some shortstop, not a good way to get your shortstop because currently playing to play better. So okay, I okay, want them hold to on, and say that. Don't go, and don't go to second point yet. Let me address that. All right, these guys are professional athletes. All right, so, everything you've done so beings. far. Hold on, hold on. Everything you've done so far with Paul DeYoung. Whether it's whatever it is, all the all the things we've said in the media, all the hype train, all the we're going to give him opportunity, all it's not working. So maybe saying, "Hey, dude, your job publicly, your job is in jeopardy." Maybe that's what lights the fire under his ass because all of this lovey dovey. Hey, we we love his swing right now. Paulie's going great. Well, everybody's watching a different game than everybody. Those guys are watching a different game than everybody else. So maybe saying that. Changes things, dude. Like, that's all I'm saying. First off, look at that critically. Who started all of last year for the second half? Was it Paul DeYoung? Think no. Think his job safe? No. Okay. But- so, that's, so there's that. And two, 
what is the benefit of them coming out and saying that? There's because the question was There's asked. That's why. It's not, a right? it's not coming out anything. and saying it. It's answering a question that was asked by you by a reporter. They don't, so, owe, they don't owe reporters the truth. Only. Didn't say that. So but I'm tired of the... smarter than just trying to say you don't always have to tell the truth. Okay, dude, what I'm telling you is we've been doing that for two and a half years. All right, we did the same damn thing with Matt Carpenter for three years. We it's blew smoke thing. up everybody's ass about how good Matt Carpenter looked, and he went out and he struck out 60% of the time, and he hit 100, 160. It's not the so, same thing. Matt Carpenter was 36 years old. I understand, but that doesn't mean just because of age doesn't mean that Paul DeYoung is going to go back to Paul DeYoung form from three years ago. Sense, Dad. What, what's the benefit of Ollie coming out and trashing his guy in the media? What That's not trashing them. That, no, what's, it's not trashing – Okay, you're talking over me, so I don't know what you want me to say. I'm saying there's no benefit. He doesn't have to tell us the truth all the time. In fact, I hope he doesn't. So you're saying, so there you go. So that was my question to you. So you're telling me it's all bullshit then. I'm telling you I don't know, and I'm glad I don't know. It's not my job. It's his job to do what he thinks he should do, and and his clubhouse to make his players perform the best. Whatever he believes that is, that's what I want him to do. I don't care what he tells me. Back to my question. Is it working? That's, That's a stupid question. It's not going to say it's going to work. It's not going to work if he's out there saying that DeYoung's job is in jeopardy. Or else How do you know that? Last year, because DeYoung, because his job was taken last year and he hasn't played better. That's how I know. It already didn't uh, work. So why? So what are we doing with Paul DeYoung then, Caleb? What are we doing with Paul DeYoung? They're waiting to make him. He's either going to earn it or he's going to not. And if he doesn't earn it, then they can stop playing him. Okay. So again, how long do you give Paul DeYoung to earn it? What does that look like? More than two weeks. Dude, it's been two years. More than this two is years. the same. You even said came on the other night and you said it. The the I, I, this yeah, is the Dad. same. But if you're gonna oh wait for Nolan Gorman to be ready, you gotta get Paul Young, get Paul Young a month, give Gorman a month. If Gorman can hit, I think you're missing what I'm saying. You got a guy up here in Brendan Donovan. Why not move Tommy to short now and let Donovan get some bats at second base instead of sending DeYoung or Sosa up there to make outs almost every single time they're up they're, there. They're thinking long term, Dad. They're giving what Paul Young all of the options he can have. That way, they can be like, okay, it's not working. And no, well, no that's, more questions but, about okay, it. What I'm telling you is, dude, they already took it away from him last year. Why are we giving it back to him? Because Sosa hasn't taken it back. He was – okay, okay. I think that we're talking in circles here. My question again. You know what they're doing. Last year – stop, stop. Last year, Sosa, like you just said, took the job from him. But going into spring training this year, it wasn't – it's Sosa's job. It was it's Paul DeYoung's job to lose. Why? We know why. Huh? We just keep saying the same thing over and over. It's because of, of money. It's because of the track record. When Paul DeYoung so winning, the best, so then what? So then that him? answer means winning is secondary. It's no, justified contract one. He's better than Sosa will ever be. But but we haven't seen that in three years. Well, I don't think but we're ever going to see it, dude. We've seen a contact here that was afraid of the ball in the playoff game at Sosa. Let's not act like he was great. Okay. You, <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like we're just banging our head on the wall here. My I point is I want to see Tommy Edmond at shortstop and see if it works. As we talked about on Twitter, it might not work. I don't know. But isn't it at least worth the crapshoot right now? I think you wait until Nolan Gorman is up in the big leagues to make that big move. All right. And how and long that, do you think you wait on that? Because um, the strikeout rate, I, honestly, over the last 10 games, way down. I also don't give a shit about strikeouts in AAA. They happen every yeah, day. Yeah, I get it. We talked um, about that last time. I would bring him up now. That's me. But, I mean, why, why would you not – what's a better situation than bring him up when he's absolutely on fire and confident? But yeah. um, they're not going to do that. 
So I don't know when they bring him up. Is it going to be in July? Is it going to be – I would hope that they would bring him up well before the trade deadline to see if they have something in him and see if they need to go address something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, absolutely. Can I ask so you something as a Cardinal fan? As a Cardinal fan, how frustrating is it to keep saying, but they're not going to do that? I don't have a problem right. with them keeping him down right now. I okay, but that's not what that's – okay, that's not my question. I'm not even just talking about Foreman, right? We had Mike on here, and we talked with Godar quite a bit. His number one signing was Max Scherzer, but the answer is, well, they're not going to do that. And then my thing was Trevor Story, your thing, or Carlos Correa, right? That was it, number one. Correa, well, they're not going to do that. I think that's a okay, lot of teams. When are we going to start doing something? That's a lot of teams, Dad. Calm down. That's a lot of teams. The Yankees don't start all their starters every game. They sit one guy every game. How frustrating would that be? I mean, that's one of the best organizations in the world. I mean, the Giants don't go sign big free agents very often. And they're probably the third best organization in baseball history. I'm not – okay. So, that's not, I'm okay. saying it's the, the, the name next to the person, the name before the statement is irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. Like, right now, you – again, I'll say it again. Games in April and May, just as important as games in August and September. So, when you've got an opportunity to keep winning games – right now, we're not in first place anymore. No. All right? We lost that. It's so, you're going to have to stay relevant in a race where right now – and I'm not saying it's going to keep up – but four teams in the in the National League East or West are above 500, right? Uh, you've got in the National League East, you've got the Mets and the Marlins right there. You've got us in Milwaukee. Then you've got four. I mean, you're going to have to stay. You can't just keep throwing the guy out there because you are are trying to justify a contract. That's all I'm trying to say. It is super early still, Dad. Super. And if we're not, if we're playing the best guy. Coming out of last year, yes, I, I know the one playoff game, so so was bad. We played one playoff game. We played whatever, right? Okay, so what? It's one playoff game. You That's can't tell me that the Young in there would have been better. My I point is – You would have fielded all of those baseballs. Either way. Maybe. You don't know that. I do. I've seen him do it. Oh, okay. I'm not, I've never seen him not do it, so I do think that he would. So so that's the next question then. Do you just live with Paul Young's terrible offense and hope that he's very above average in defense? I think you can definitely wait until they want to bring Gorman up with him playing defense if it's good. Because, I mean, when you're right. around the league, there are guys about of everyone's order that aren't good offensively. Everyone. There's not one order yeah, I think the difference is, that's scary. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But the difference is last night we had three of them in there. Yeah, well, that should never happen, but we won. So and Bader not hitting. Well, he came in and had a good at bat, hit a double. That was a good good to see. Yeah, he's not he's not I, playing tonight, right? I don't right? like about the lineup today. No, he is. Oh, no, he is playing tonight. He is back in there tonight. He didn't play yesterday. Oh, uh, well, he yeah. hit one at bat. Um, why is they need to have Bader or Tommy in the nine hole? I'm not Tommy at this point, but Bader needs to be in the nine hole. I he agree. Does such a good job of flipping your lineup over. Why are we straying from that when that was what was working? And I know you you hit on this earlier. Uh, you said you'd obviously rather see DC in the five hole than Dickerson. Um, I I don't know. I don't know about that. Like. I think they like the professional at-bats that Dickerson gives them. But I understand what you're saying. I, th- I think Carlson's a, a more dangerous at-bat than Corey Dickerson right now. Is D.C. a top-five hitter on this team? I think – like I, like I said, I think so. The answer is just yes. So he should be in the top five. But then we saw it last year where they had him in the sixth hole also when we had guys ahead of him that like Yachty and Matt Carpenter. Like, I don't – so I don't know – I don't so know what the thing the year, is though. there. He wasn't Dylan yet. He wasn't who he's – I understand, but I, I still don't know what the thing is there to, to make of that. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's a top five player on the team, so he should be in the top five. That's yeah, just I just wonder if they as think. As I'll go. I wonder if they think he gets more fastballs in the sixth slot than in the five. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get him going. My guess is that if we asked Ollie, he had he has a reason. Like there is a logical reason for him there. 
And I know you always like, like I've always liked a lot of speed in the six holes. So they're kind of like your second leadoff guy. Um, so that, I mean, there's always that option. I know that lineups today are not like they have been for a long time. We've seen the change there, especially with guys in the two spot and everything else. Uh, Got to get Tyler going this week. I know we're talking about the, the Diamondback series. Would really love to see them get off on, on a good foot tonight. I mean, Dakota Hudson coming off of six and two thirds last time. Goes against Castellanos, who's been good. But again, I mean, you know, hey, on the road in St. Louis, I, this team should come out after yesterday. I mean, this team should come out absolutely fired up. And if they don't, I'm going to be really disappointed. You know, yeah, I agree 100% agree with that. Humberto Castellanos throws hard, good arm. Um, I'm happy for the Diamondbacks that they've gotten some good production from their rotation because that's a team I really like when they're good. I don't know when right. I've always had some sort of connection with the Diamondbacks. I think it's the jerseys. But, um, I think I think we come out with a, with some good at bats today. Um, one thing I've noticed, Dan, and this is I tweeted this earlier. Um, the out the consist um, like one constant with this team since last year, since we acquired Mister Arenado, um, when he's hitting, the team's damn near unbeatable. Yeah, like look at the games we've lost the last couple of games. Last when we had that three game losing streak, he was horrible. He was not hitting well. When that dude hits, it changes the whole complexion of the lineup, man. Because when he is hitting like he can. He is not only maybe the most dangerous hitter in baseball when he's hot, but that just changes this lineup so much, takes so much pressure off Tyler and Goldie. When he is when he is at his game, we it's rare to see this team lose. Do you agree? I absolutely, absolutely. And I think Tyler's gonna get going soon. He's had some good at bats. Um, I think he's just everything's just a little sped up on him right now. He looks a little bit uncomfortable. And we all um, know that Goldie gets going in May. He looks great right now. Great. Yeah. Another good game yesterday. He, he needs to hit a homer. For What the fuck is happening with homer? We haven't had a homer in seven games. Six, seven. I mean, we How talked about that, that last time, dude. Like, I, yeah, there's so many questions. Like, like if we don't hit a homer in a four-game set against the Diamondbacks, I might lose my mind. It's 11 straight games. Has that ever yeah. really happened in Cardinal history? I don't know. I don't know. There's no way. Uh, Mad Bum versus Wayno tomorrow. Uh, Kelly versus Michaelis on Saturday. And then Zach Davies, who seems – I don't know. Seems we'll like, like in my out. mind, he always owns. We destroyed him last year. Okay, well, that's good. And then you got Hicks. Uh, interesting to see. Hopefully, they can get him up to 70 pitches on Sunday. This has more of a feel thing, I think. Um, as, as you know, uh, being a coach and um, we're just watching baseball, not all 70 pitches are built the same, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, uh, like you have one where it's 50 high stress and there's one where it's 70 pretty breezy pitches where you might see him up to 75. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to give him a longer leash, and I'm excited to see what that looks like against an offense that's really not too potent in the Diamondbacks. Um, you really is Catel Marte, and then everyone else should be able to get out. Um, yep. I'm interested. I think Wayno start and Hudson actually both is important. I'm, I'm interested in both of those starts. Hudson, I think he needs to see some length out of him. I want to see some get ahead. In, or, uh, get ahead early in counts. Um, I want to see around a 70 percent first pitch strike rate for them today. That's not even high. Yeah, that would be awesome. What I want to see. Um, and I think I want to see Wayno just be Wayno again. He's at home against Mad Bum, which is kind of a fun old band matchup. I think I want to see um, Wayner just come back in six or seven innings shots when I predicted for him. I think he's going to have a good yeah, great, like, 2012 matchup, Wayno and Mad Bum. Yeah, that's a 2012 NLCS dream. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I think that if you're the Cardinals right now, obviously your goal has to be to take three or four. The Diamondbacks, I know they're coming off a, a series win versus the Dodgers, but, again, not – not a po- not as potent of an offense as we've seen in the past from Arizona. Um, Cattell Marte is a guy who can always hurt you, but you know there, there's just it's not the 
not the thump that they used to have. With Goldie, no, it's not. We still right, have right. And we J.D. Martinez. Never, we still must never team. lose to that team. We still their best player. Yeah, um, I think uh, – yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully the weather holds up. I'm Hey, I don't know how the weather is up there today? in Champaign, but I'm supposed to play in a golf tournament on Saturday, oh. and it looks like we're going to have about three inches of rain. But no, I hope they are wrong. Goddamn rainouts! It's ridiculous. Is it supposed? To, is it going to get canceled tonight? Uh, I don't think. So. Well, I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I have. I don't I have know. No I don't have my my weather app's not set up for St. Louis. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, oh, it might. God damn it! It doesn't look good. But again, here's the thing: we all know about the Midwest. They predict rain quite often, and then next thing you know, it just goes north or it goes south and it misses us. So you just never know. Like, you, you never know. That's why, like, with this golf tournament on Saturday, I'm hoping we play. It'll be really fun, but who knows? Yeah, I think, um, Matt, I think when you look at these matchups, you should win them, you know? Absolutely. You feel good about it. Um, you want to get yeah, to I mean, the, and, and their best pitcher's Mad Bum, and we hit lefties well, and this isn't the same Mad Bum. Obviously, he's always going to be good, but this isn't the same Mad Bum that we saw in 2012. Yeah, we destroyed him last year. Yeah, um, so I think a story that we need to talk about Acuna's back. So yeah, I'll, well, I'll I thought we were gonna get. Are you done? Are we done with the Cardinals there? Yeah, might as well be right. We talked. Yeah, about okay. So let's let's time. go there, right? Acuna's back. Uh, baseball's better for it when he's playing. Did you see how they told him they Facetimed him and said you want to play right field today at one a.m. Jumping up and screaming. Yeah, I mean at one a.m. Yeah, I love that dude. He's one of my favorite players in baseball, and I'm so excited to see him back. The Braves have been struggling. And they play the Mets soon, and I hope that Acuna is back and destroying Mets pitching. Again, yeah, you be. you add him back into the top of that lineup, cool. and like, oh my goodness, like, and, and just this, these young guys, man, just the electricity some of these guys play with, and the fire Acuna and Trout and Harper, and I know Trout's thirty, I get it, but and Buxton and and these Tatis and and Guerrero and all these young guys, man, the game when they're playing, the game is as good as anything. And we talked last time about how. The entertainment value, I mean, it, that dollar one is stretched thin today. You've got four dollar gas. You've got inflation. People are, are 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 deciding where they're going to spend their money. And if MLB wants to be on that list of people spending their money, and we've noticed again, we talked about it last time, April is always probably the lowest attendance in baseball until you get to late September when you have teams that are falling out of the race. But April with school and everything else tough. However, that money has to be separated, divvied up somewhere, and Man, I don't know if – again, I said it last time and I'll say it again. If, if you're watching the NBA playoffs, there is – every game for the most part, besides my Bulls who completely shit the bed. But besides that, almost every game has been so exciting. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're battling that today. And when your young guys are playing, when, when I'm in St. Louis here where I live, right, right across the water, right across the, uh, the, the old great Miss, muddy Mississippi, whatever, big muddy Mississippi um, – when I, living across from there, being a Cardinal fan, when Acuna's in town, I want to go. When those guys are in town and they're playing, that that makes my life – like this weekend, no, uh, you and I went to so many series last year. This weekend, Diamondbacks in town, I'm, I mean, I, not that I don't have other things going on, but that would be a hard one for me to go to. Yeah, no, like 100%. I saw – I actually went to one last year, though. I guess the time yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't go. Like, I have, I, I'll I go watch them play anybody. I'm just saying, like, if I'm somebody who is budgeting my entertainment money, it's going to be hard for me to go to a Cardinal game versus the Diamondback, unless this is one of those things where it's the only nights we can go. Yeah, and I have, and to just add to that point, I bought tickets specifically to see Ronald Acuna Jr. play. I've done that. Absolutely. Before. So that's what he brings to a game. I mean, I'm not saying he's the I mean, we games, went, but that guy's just a guy that you feel like he's special. 
probably going to end up being in the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to say it if he stays healthy. Look, there it is again. But um, he, ah, there it is. He's, he's just absolutely an incredible talent. In my opinion, the most exciting player in baseball outside of Tatis, maybe. I think they're kind of on par with each other. And I am so happy to see him back. Okay, from now on, I'm going to make a promise to, my, to our listeners. All right? I am not going to say if he stays healthy ever again. Yeah, you will. Nope. I'm just going to make the statement. It's in, it, I'm telling you, with today's, with today's baseball, with all athletes, it's got to be inferred, right? Obviously, injuries are something nobody can deal with. I'm going to just make the statements, and I'm moving on. And I am super pumped that Ronald Acuna is back. I'm pumped that he's pumped that he's back. And like I said, last year, you and I went to an Indians game just to see Jose Ramirez. I mean, obviously, we want to see the Cardinals. We always want to see the Cardinals. But it was really cool to get to see Jose Ramirez, a guy not in our league, but an absolute stud. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I did. Like, we're talking about going to the Blue Jays games to see Vladdy and Teoscar and Bo. Like, that, All those guys, the, yep. When you like baseball, like, uh, like we do, I mean, those are the guys you want to go see. So I'm glad he's back. Tatis needs to come back as soon as he can. Um, yep. It's just better with those young, exciting guys like him. And our guy, Byron Buxton's very good. Oh, God, he's so good. I love him <laughs> so much. Uh, also, Ray, so I know I know one thing you would talk about, and obviously as a member of your fantasy team, Mike Trout is back. He's never left, dude. He's Mike Trout. He is <laughs> but I mean, the greatest he's player. Back. I've he, ever yeah. seen. It's not even yeah. close. It's not even close. The dude's getting better. He was getting better last year before he got hurt. He is he, so you want to hear a wild stat that I saw. Okay, hold on. Let me say can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Before you give me the wild stat, because I do want to hear that, so so keep that in there. We had the discussion on the last podcast about 3,000 hits, right? Uh-huh. And you say, I, I, I'm not trying to argue here, but how can Trout be the best hitter you've ever seen when we saw Pujols? Because what Trout has done when he's on the field is better than what Albert Pujols did. But, but he's not even going to get to the numbers that Albert has. Albert's Pujols are about cumulative. The cumulative does not relate to how talented you are. I mean, Trout's already 30, dude. I once again, I don't think accumulative stats are representative of how much time more talented you are. What were Albert? What did Albert's stats look like at thirty? They were they dwarfed Trout. Oh, he was inc- I don't know about dwarfed. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like that's what I I'm also, telling you. Like you as good as as well though. I was super young when Albert was playing. That's true. So that's fair. And as good as Mike Trout is, by no means am I taking it. I'm saying that Pujols' first ten year stretch versus Trout's. Like I think now, if you were to look at them, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Albert, Albert's incredible. I mean, he was incredible. But, but again, like you said, Albert then fell off. So if Trout continues, I think then you've got some. But the, the weird thing to me is, and we talked about this last time, it's weird to me to think that Trout might not get 3,000 hits. That's wild. You want to know what might make Mike Trout better than Albert Pujols at some point? The fact that Albert fell off after his age 31 season. Yeah, Mike yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Years. Right. So, uh, I mean, you've got... obviously you got to see the longevity and see how the injuries play out. But, man, that, ah. that Angels team – well, yeah, I mean, he's, an, he's a guy to get in. You can't talk about Mike I'm Trout. Just kidding. Team, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, no, you're right. That Angels team. Yeah, I'm on board. I, team, I mean, I, Brandon I, Mars, Taylor Ward. I mean, Patrick Sandoval's dropped. Joe Adele. Joe Adele's had some big moments. I really like that guy a lot. I think Interesting Brandon Mars to see. is a stud. What do we think happened with Anthony Rendon? Is he done? Oh, he's having a good year. Have you seen what he's been doing? Okay, be, last time I watched, I watched two games, and he looked bad both games. He He's – He's getting back to where he was. I think. Okay, good. I think he, good. He's a weird. He's a weird guy. I mean, he's had a really good last couple games. Batting seven. He's a 40 OPS, which isn't horrible. But at the same time, look at some of the Cardinals. Um, and he's made some incredible. I mean, he has a 122 OPS plus. On top of the fact that he is also playing really good defense. Like one. Yeah, for those of you who don't plus, know, 100 
100 OPS plus is league average. So and guess what his career average is at OPS plus? Uh, 130s? 126. So he's right on par with oh, the Okay, yeah. So I, I'm not worried about him. I think he'll be fine. No, I'm, I'm on board, and they've got players. pitching now. Uh, Sandoval and Otani and – so good, man. Who am I missing? Who else has been very good out there? Um, no, Syndergaard's been good. Um, Syndergaard, that's who I, yeah, I couldn't come up with his Ray name. Ray Demers is a guy I know a lot of guys are high on. I want to see what he's been up to. Um, he's been really good as well. So, uh, well, no, yeah. he's been really bad. I like Well, no, the thing with the Angels really has always been pitching. So, if you get that, I mean, that's a winnable division. I, I know, obviously, everybody's favorite is always the Astros. And as well, they've earned that. Right, they've, they've definitely earned that. But the Mariners are playing great baseball. The Angels are playing great baseball. I, I said earlier, you have four teams in the NL West who are above 500. I don't know. I, I will continue to scream it from the, the mountaintops. Go watch West Coast baseball. There are some great players west of the – well, west of the Rocky Mountains, right? Because we're west of the Mississippi, the Cardinals are. So west of the Rocky Mountains that nobody knows about. And you're missing out if you're not paying attention. And unfortunately – Mike Trout's dealt with that for ten years in, uh, in the, with the with the Angels. You know what I mean? Where nobody yeah. gets to see him. Everyone appreciates him. Not really. They don't really understand how dominant. Yeah, he's I agree, and I think that's why the Trout, like everybody, understands it within baseball. But outside of the 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 diehard baseball fan, it feels like people look at Mike Trout and think, "Oh, he's great." But there's always a but. No, right. he is great. You want to hear a wild stat? Bryce Harper's great. Absolutely, I love him over here. Bryce Harper two times has had over three times, sorry, has had over a one thousand OPS um, for for a season. Mike Trout's career OPS is over a thousand. <laughs> that like, is incredible. That is how incredible Mike Trout is. Is there's rarely seasons when Bryce Harper's won two MVPs, by the way, where Bryce. What Harper is Trout? Is what is Trout's career? career what is Trout's career OPS plus? OPS plus it has to be incredible, right? One seventy seven, dude. That's yeah. Because I mean, Harper's just, Harper's is one forty two, which is awesome. Like, yeah, incredible. Very, oh, very. I mean, elite. So that tells you something. Mike Trout's OPS plus this year is only two seventy six. If you're curious. Um, and then the transition is very smooth. There. Uh, shout out to Bryce. Ten years in the show. Yeah, yeah, I had that on our thing. Um, Bryce, yeah. incredible, incredible. I, I, I am such a huge fanboy. I don't even care. I love that man. Did you know? Thanks. I look back, obviously, I remember his 2015 MVP season being incredible, but the dude had an 1109 OPS. I know. What? I know. Look at his OPS plus. Look at his OPS man. plus. 198. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he, was, he is so good. And they have. Well, here's the thing, dude. Last year, last year, he had a 180 OPS plus. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was incredible last year. I have a question for you. Do you yeah. How many MVPs do you think have one MVP six years apart from each other? It has oh, to be a man. Small, small list, right? That's that's a that's a really good question. That's when, what he did. When did Miggy win? When did Miggy win his first? He didn't win one in Miami, I don't believe. Um, like, for reference, Albert never did. Um, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds probably did. Barry Bonds did do it. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah. Did you ask Miggy? Yeah. He what about Miggy? Like, I think he only has two. I think he only won the back. Okay. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I he didn't know if he won one. He finished in the top five almost every year, but. Yeah, he was, he yeah. no, that's a – and, uh, hey, he was my pick to win it, the NL MVP again. Right now it's Nolan, and I don't think there's any argument. But, so, yes, you know, what – been really good, but you have to mention him. But what Bryce is doing – I know he only has three home runs, but good Lord. I mean, slugging 521, OPS plus of 148 already. He's Bryce right? Harper. And it's he's also April. 
like we know that Bryce Harper gets hot as the months get hotter as well. And, and, and if that Phillies team can be what we think they could be, I don't know if they will be. Um, if they, I mean, he just gets better when he's in bigger moments too. What, so, what is okay? I guess this is a rhetorical question. Why does he away. not get the love that everybody else seems to get? Is it because the expectations placed on him at the age of sixteen and seventeen, um, you can't you can't even live up to those? Is that what it is? No, he had a lull. He had a lull for two years. Not horrible, like still well above average. But here's the problem with Bryce Harper. Um, he was above the he was ahead of the curve um, with the OPS with OPS. Correct. He was he was still when he batted 243 in 2016. Um, it's still over 800 OPS, which isn't it's not Bryce like. But he was in the 250 range for a couple of years, and it wasn't at the level of people not caring about that yet. So he kind of transcended that. And people were kind of were like, well, well, what's Bryce Harper doing? He fell off. He's not that 300 anymore. And now we're changed to look, oh, OPS, OPS plus. That's really what matters when you're a hitter. And now people are starting to appreciate him again because they're looking at those numbers. Yeah. But for a couple of years, you're like, wow, Bryce Harper, what happened? You know? I feel like, and tell me if, like, you are of the generation, and not that you're this guy, but you are obviously of the generation that I, and I see this as a, as a teacher and a coach of, of guys who, root for players a little bit more than teams, right? Does that make sense? And I'm not saying, like, obviously you're a diehard Cardinal I want to say more than teams. I just root for – I do root for players, though. I love good players. Right, right. Like, in the past, in the past growing up, obviously Griffey, my favorite. Like, there were guys I rooted for, but it was a very small group that weren't Cardinals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have buddies who – it was all it's all Cardinals. Like, if you were to ask them their five favorite players, they would all be St. Louis Cardinals, right? It, w- it doesn't matter. But, so, do you – when you have when you have people like this, I kind of lost my train of thought. What's um, the question? <laughs> I don't know. I, I had a really good one, and I kind of got I got to talking. It was about players. And yeah, and about players. Harper. Like just just the fact that I wonder if we have. It's so easy. Okay, I know where. Oh man, this is a good one. Okay, it came. Okay, well, let's came get back. to it because this is. Yeah, sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I wonder if it is. Ow. We're so quick to move on to the next best thing. And, you know, like the, the arguments between it went from Jordan to Kobe to LeBron in the NBA. And we're just so quick to and then we cast the side and we almost forget about how great they are because we've gone to the next guy that then, the next thing you know, you look up and they're at the end of their career. And you're like, oh, my God, I, I kind of missed 10 years of one of the greatest players I've ever gotten. to see. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because KD, when he came in the league, it was kind of all about him. But LeBron was forgotten. So, right. Like LeBron, let's be honest, he should have like probably five or six more MVPs than he has. Which yeah, I, and I think so. You do definitely take greatness. Right. That's what's gonna happen with Shohei here in two years if he keeps doing this. Yeah, you take greatness for granted when you see it too much. Like I, yeah, that's Shohei that. There you go. Uh, so special. You did. You're, I've never seen it. You summed that up much better than where I was. But you got where I was going with that in the fact that you know you look up now and it's been ten years of Bryce Harper and you look at his career numbers and you're like, holy shit, those are incredible. He's a but we talk about the best players of the game, and it's Acuna, it's Tatis, it's Buxton, it's Trout, it's, you know, go on and on and on. It seems like it takes you a while to get to Bryce Harper. He just won the MVP last year. I mean, he's crazy, Dad. He's only, he's only what, 29 years old? And, he's and I'm not even – yes, I'm not even going to say that I'm not guilty of that, like of moving no, on to whatever. But it, I do feel like – and maybe this is also me getting older. I'm trying to appreciate the greats of all the games more. 
like, and then watch them more, if that makes sense. Like, I, yeah. I'm trying to get to do that. Like, I've always been an anti-LeBron guy, and it's only, honestly, just to be real, if we're being 100, it's because I'm a pro-Jordan guy. So the argument of one versus the other has always pissed me off because, in my opinion, it's not even an argument. But now, now like, watching what LeBron did this year, and, and I've still kind of made my poke fun or whatever, but I kind of did the same thing with Kobe. Like, I, I got away from the NBA, and then I came back because of Kobe – and then I was like, oh, all of a sudden it was over, you know? Yeah. Um, and all right, sorry. I, 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 my, my hatchet with LeBron's been buried a little bit, I think. Same. I think I'm starting to appreciate what, I mean, what he did last year. was. That's awesome. it. I know his oh, but he's at bad. the end of his career. That's sort of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like I almost missed the ride. That happens. You know what I mean? I feel like I almost missed the ride with LeBron because I was, I was mad at the argument. You were also having the NBA for a while in LeBron's prime. I've kind of brought you back a little bit. Kevin Durant brought me to the NBA, and now I hate him. So there is right, a little right. bit of – But That's I think I, Bryce Harper, you look up, the dude's 29 years old. I know. 70, Jackson might get to 300 this year, Dad. I mean, what oh, he, I, I, mean I think he's good, yeah. That's averaging 30 a year for your first 10 yeah. years in the, in the show. Well, like, hey, shout out to Bryce for 10 years in the show. Um, you know, I think today marked his 10-year anniversary, right? Isn't that what, what it was? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, he came up 10 years ago today. Um, I remember he gets on, he steals second, he scores from third. Like it was fantastic. I remember that. Kershaw in his first game. Yeah, incredible. So um, um, yeah, so I mean, he's yeah. just he's he's obviously we talk about him a lot because he's one of our favorites. But I think he is. He was called overrated so much that now he's underrated, and he's gonna hit some cool milestones this year. I think three hundred are um, homers in ten years is no joke. I mean, very few people have gotten in that company that quickly. And another guy who's not going to get to three thousand hits. Isn't that wild? I don't care about 3,000 hits undecided. People I know. I think, I think those, those, so I think those county now. stats are a, day of the th- are a thing of the past. Because so also today, now. guys just don't play 162 like they used to. And that's another argument for another time. But, you know, I, no, I when think was those the last county time you saw stats. I get 200 hits. Like, it takes yeah. 15 straight years of 200 hits to get there. Like, obviously, you well, don't have to do it that much. But I think the I mean. answer was probably Whit Merrifield, right? Hasn't he done it a couple times? Uh, I know Jose had 200 and something one year. Yeah, I think Witt's been there, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't think that I. It also it's awesome when people get there. It's a remarkable achievement. And I'm not undermining that. I'm saying that it, we shouldn't use that as any sort of reason to keep any guy out of the greatness conversation. Right? I don't think anybody. I don't think I think Freddie's the only one who could get there. I I, I think, really I think Freddie will get that. there. I think Freddie yeah. will get there. That's still um, 1,200 hits, dude. Yeah, I know, but he's so good. I, I get it. I'm just saying, when you say that, and, and I, we say it both of us with certainty, it's still tw- like 1,200 hits. That's Bryce Harper's career, dude. That's almost 1,200 hits. I mean, that's, that's almost half un- of the whole number. Right. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you know, we yeah, say I, that like so nonchalantly. And then I don't it's think like, we took Miggy for granted. I mean, that's agreed. 3,000 yes, hits, and it's kind of like we just saw him hit 3,000, and we're like, well, we've seen guys do this before. But now you're kind of starting to realize he might be the last person to ever do it. Ever in the game of and, and also not as he only going to be that, but he's also going to be then. Also, you add to that the last person to ever have three thousand hits and five hundred home runs, and there's yeah, only Rafael seven Palmeiro of them anyway. The Hall of Fame. Huh? Just saying, like Rafael Palmeiro should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I say he's all of them should list. be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean Barry Bonds isn't even on that list, Dad. That's how prestigious it is. So I know. I mean, I know. That's because he was walked five thousand times, but correct. But still, he might have yeah. had four thousand if they didn't walk him so much. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, how did Pete Rose have four thousand hits? Yeah, well, he played for forever. I don't but, yeah. care how long you play. You should, most I think people could play for fifty years and not get to that number because yeah. you regress so much. 
4,000. I know. That's what Ichiro Here's what I'll tell our fans. Enjoy the great when you got them because they don't come around every day, even though we keep looking for everybody's look tonight, the NFL draft. 32 teams are going to look for the next great. They're going to be lucky if five of those, six of those guys become really good, let alone one or two of them become great. And so maybe I think my, my message here is I'm personally going to try to stop always looking for the next great and enjoy the ones that we know are great right now. Yeah, it's like the guys that are trying to anoint Juan Soto, who I love. You know how high I am. I Absolutely. Him. I think he's incredible. But uh, over Mike Trout, like, stop. Or even Shohei over Mike Trout. That's just not – Mike Trout is so special. Yeah. And just enjoy how special he is right now. That's I don't it. even yeah. love ranking some of these players because it's like, who cares? The I agree. players in baseball are all incredibly special in their own rights. Like, yeah. I don't and know, like, who am I going to put, Otani or Trout? They do, they're different, but they're both great. Watch them both. Yep. That's where I'm at with it. I love Mike Trout. I love Bryce Harper. I love all these players. My problem is I love lists. So I do too, they create they create such a good conversation, I think. And that's what I like. But I get what you're saying. And I, I make them as well, but it's just so hard to, you know, I don't love saying, well, Juan Soto's projecting to maybe be better than Trout this year. Well, until no. he's better, he's not better. Yeah, I agree. So, also tonight, by the way, to all of our fans, MLB Network, Cubs Braves at 6 o'clock. Uh, there is a lot on TV tonight. I understand that. But if you want to watch Acuna coming back, that game is in Atlanta, which is awesome I can't as watch well. it, which is fun. Why? Because it's blacked out in my area. Oh, champagne. Yeah, MLB, can we fix that shit? What are They're we doing? They can't fix it, Dad. They can't Why? because all the because one one of the teams made revenue stream TV. Well, to so to be not, can you so, watch that game on MLB TV? I can't watch it. The reason you can't see so any money, Cubs games. No, um, I can't watch Blackhawks games either. So the reason how is, dumb is it, that that you are two hours? Sense, well, what are you two hours from Chicago? Yeah, and I can't watch it. It's because it, I'm also in a weird situation. If I lived here all the time, I'd be able to, but because I use your cable. Oh, it okay. Translate. So I am blacked out okay. on TV, and I just don't have – and I have Valley Sports Midwest. I can watch on the Valley app probably. Now, but here's the question. Can you watch – teams have – go ahead, sorry. No, on our on our MLB package, can you watch the Braves feed? No, because the Cubs are involved. Okay. Wow. So, like, I can't watch Cardinals games on it either, neither could you, if you tried. So, no, but I don't need to because we have Valley Sports Midwest. Yeah, but that's why they do it because Valley Sports wants to make their money because they're paying people, and that's how you make because there's no net region. I mean, national television deals and two specific teams. Okay, so, so let me ask you this: do. this fall, like that. that's what it is. Let me ask you this: this fall, I'm planning to move to New Orleans. Obviously, am I not going to get to see any of the Cardinal games on MLB? No, you'll TV? be fine. You're far enough away. You're far enough. Okay. Away. Okay. It's only if you're in like the general area. It's like a two-hour, okay. three-hour. That's why I is it Iowa. Think it's fucked. Yeah, Iowa's always Cubs. Yeah, it's no Iowa. Like they lose like the Cubs, White Sox, and Cardinals. They lose like all of them because they're in like a really weird time zone. There's a there's like a fifty mile radius right there that doesn't get any. Has to be fixed though. Has to be. I have to be able to watch every game. Why? Because if you're gonna rely on regional television to give all your all your teams money like they do with Yes Network and Valley Sports, then you can't say okay, but they can also buy our subscription and not watch yours. You can't do that. Yeah, so but if, if you go – okay, for example, though, hold on. If I am in New Orleans and I watch ML, – and I have the MLB TV package, I am watching the Bally Sports game. They're not making money off of it, though. Okay. So that so that direct – that 
MLB package, they, that, that money has to go to the team somewhere. Well, here's the thing, that if, if, if Ballet Sports Midwest is losing viewers, who else are they losing? Ads. They're losing ads, they're losing all that stuff because people are okay, making money fair. off of them. So I, as much as I hate it and I would love it to change, it will never change. All right. Unless they, unless right. they find a way to say, hey, we're going to do that. It will be TV. You're going to give this percentage to these regional cables per viewer. You know, All if right. they do that, that's how they could change it. But I don't think they'll ever do it because they'll lose money. Right. right. But it's an interesting right. thing. I don't um, like it, but. Yeah, anything else you need to add from around the league before we get out of here? Um, oh, Ty France um, still rakes. And I love that dude. Yeah, absolutely. And the Mariners, a lot of fun. Please watch them as well. Yeah. First well, I'm telling you, watch West Coast baseball. Those, uh, that could be a fun race, man. If the Angels and the Mariners can keep up, and I mean the Astros are going to get hot at some point, but if those three teams come down to the last month within three games of each other, uh, that could be a lot of fun. Agreed, agreed. So that's uh, tonight. Obviously, we're talking by the time you listen to this. So I shouldn't say this. this weekend MLB NFL draft. Good luck to everybody. Um, we know nothing. We know absolutely nothing. Nobody knows anything. I love watching all these guys with their mock drafts. Everybody's mock drafts is different. So I don't even know what to think. Uh, I have no idea if any of these guys are going to be good or not. Neither do the teams. Uh, I would not want to be a GM of the NFL. I know that much. Probably of any. So league, hard. Because it's, it's, it's so hard. You know, a I lot of NBA that. basketball. A lot of ba- A lot of baseball this weekend. Uh, we're ending up also the NHL season. So uh, next week when we come back with you guys, we'll know where the Blues are playing and, and what's. We know obviously they're playing Minnesota. We just don't know uh, if we're going to be there or here. Oh, one more thing. Oh my gosh. I um Jordan Cairo. I'm sorry, not sorry. Actually, I lit a fire under your ass. Please play great the last two games. So good for him. Yeah. Um. I sometimes you know they did maybe listened. You know, I may have been a little harsh, but that's because I love him. If you know, I mean, go absolutely. Back to He's a picture on my header. So I love Jordan. I'm glad he played well. They got to win tomorrow. They have to win tomorrow, and um, Minnesota has to lose one of the next two games, and then and, and regulation, and then we're good. We got home home ice. So we're hoping that happens. But I've got one more question for you before we get out of here, Dan. I forgot. All to right. Ask. Um, are you worried about the Chicago White Sox? No. They just lost Eloy. He's out for two months. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, first of all, the one thing you know about the White Sox is they're always going to have injuries. Those they're guys bad, are never man. healthy they're really all together bad. at the same time. Yeah, but huh? they're, normally, like, they're normally, like, good. They're awful. They lost again today. They're 7 I, I know. I, I don't know. I'm Not yet. I'm not. No, I'm not. If I were a White Sox fan, I'm not ready to push the panic button. If I were a Twins fan, I would, however, be very excited of our start. Yeah, it's just and that's with Correa Kelly not hitting. Kelly being hurt. Yeah, Correa also said he wants to stay. Really hope that happens because that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, right. That'd be, be great really for baseball. It'd be great for Minnesota, man. They deserve it. They have great fans. Big fan. Everybody them. took a lot of shots at Javi Baez. He's been very good in Detroit too. So, I love Javi Baez. I think he's a stud. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't really have anything else. Um, I do hope Correa stays there. I want to see Buxton and Correa be in the dynamic duo there for a while. And I just think baseball's in a good spot right now, so I'm happy. And you got Royce Lewis on the way up there. And Austin Martin, man. That kid's a stud. Yeah. On him. Yep. They just got him. So, I just, I'm so uh, frustrated they traded Jose Barrios, but we can't get into that right now. Yeah, right. A lot, hey, a lot of good players out there right now. A lot of good players on the way. Uh, we got a few in our farm system. Guys, if you haven't paid attention, go to Memphis, go to Springfield, go to Peoria, watch them play, support them. Uh, the future is bright with a lot of these young Cardinals. And uh, like I said, I'm really interested to see how Mo and the boys and Ali handle all of this and handle the 40 man and handle the future. Obviously the, the um, roster changes down on Sunday, I think. Right? Yeah. Sunday, May 1st. Yeah. Might, yes, Sunday, May 1st. You know what they might do that? They could DFA Aaron Brooks or Drew Verhagen. And that might be when you see Gorman come up. He well, they're not going to DFA Drew Verhagen. One, he's on the IL, so they don't have to. 
And two, they're, they they signed him to a two year ma- ma- major league contract. Not they could DFA Aaron Brooks, and then they there could, you go. They could. They could. That might be where you see Gorman come up on yeah. the forty man. Could happen. So, could happen. That's gonna be interesting. Anyway, hey, uh, if you can avoid the raindrops, get out and, and watch the Cardinals, or if nothing else, sit from the comfort of your own home, and hopefully it doesn't rain downtown. You get to see them. Also, go go check out. Um, obviously, when you guys are listening to this, you're gonna miss the Cooney. So I don't know why I told you to tune in at six p.m. tonight. <laughs> right. It would go, already happen. <laughs> So ignore that, ignore that. But hey, go check out the replays of what he does. All right, so there we'll you watch go. Watch him tomorrow. He's, he'll be playing. There tomorrow. you go. We'll watch him tomorrow. tomorrow. Tape it. Now I can't even tell you that. Yeah. So we get it. Right, my apologies. Do not go to MLB TV Friday night at six. Uh, the Braves and Mets are probably not on. Our Cubs, I mean. Oh. Also, to be fair, Dad, you can't watch Cubs games either on MLB TV. I can't. Nope. You're blacked out as well. What the. F- I mean, I guess, no, you can't. Unless you're oh playing the Cardinals. How? I'm in St. Louis. I can't even watch hockey games from Chicago when I'm when I'm down there, and say and by St. Louis, I can't watch the Blackhawks. Oh, this is a wild world we live in. All right, okay. Anything NFL else you got? Because I need to get out of here. No, I'm good. I think we got right. it all. All right, fantastic. Hey, uh, looking forward to the series. Go support the Cardinals. Let's get back into first place. Brewers win uh, late tonight or today on Thursday. They're playing a fake the, team, doesn't count. The Pirates, so again, it's Thursday, it doesn't matter to you, but they would have won yesterday. You guys get what I'm saying. All of that fake is good. Team. Once again, hey, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly, greatly appreciate all of you. You're the absolute best. Uh, stay safe out there. Have a wonderful weekend, whatever it is you're about to do. It's almost May, so I think the, the phrase April showers, green May flowers, let's hope because I am done with the showers. So let's get to the flowers. Let's get to some warm weather. It's about baseball weather and that's going to speed everything up and make everything just a little bit better uh you guys have a great weekend we'll talk to you soon cheers the more you know the more you know the more you know it's the more you know